Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The famous last words of Brazilian poet Olavo Bilac were, Give me coffee. I'm going to write. I wonder if my last words will be, I'm writing without coffee. I hope it won't kill me. Welcome back to The Last Word, a true life podcast that asks, what is the significance of a person's dying words and what is their impact on those left behind? I'm your host, Sarah Faith. Each episode, I will explore themes of life and death. Some stories may be well known to you, others may not. In this episode, I'm looking at the lighter side of death and coffee. You can find me on Facebook at Sarah Faith Larson and on Twitter at Sarah Loves Words. One of his last interviews, American comedian and master of quick wit Groucho Marx suggested an epitaph for his gravestone. Excuse me, I can't stand up. On aging, he once said, anyone can get old. All you have to do is live long enough. In the early 1970s, he met Elton John. Marx made imaginary pistols with his fingers and pointed them at John, who held up his hands in surrender. Don't shoot, I'm only the piano player. In August 1977, Marx was hospitalized with pneumonia where he said, this is no way to live. He never recovered. In 2017, a teenager named Davis Allen Kripe consumed a caffeinated energy drink, a large Mountain Dew, and a latte from McDonald's. The otherwise healthy teen died of what the coroner called a caffeine-related cardiac event brought on by arrhythmia. He was careful to point out that the cause of death was not a caffeine overdose. Caffeine overdoses are rare. Of 26 reported cases, 14 of those led to death. There's the case of a 19-year-old named James Stone who died after consuming 24 no-dose tablets. There was the prom king, Logan Steiner of Ohio, who died after ingesting a large dose of caffeine powder days before his high school graduation. An autopsy revealed that he had three and a half times the lethal dose in his system. Steiner, a successful high school wrestler, was believed to have consumed the powder as part of his wrestling pre-workout routine. Caffeine toxicity can lead to nausea and vomiting, which is the body's way of stopping one from overdosing. Lethal doses of caffeine are rare and usually occur from powder or tablet forms and not beverages. 
ABC's timeless cop dramedy Barney Miller brought the fictional yet realistic 12th Precinct into the world's living rooms from 1975 to 1982. The series was considered by police officers to be the most realistic cop show on TV. They worked hard to address heavy social issues of the time, poverty, high crime rates, the energy crisis, and equal rights, all delivered with little on-air violence. Second-in-command, Detective Nick Yamana, was played by Japanese-American comic actor and singer Jack Sue. Born Goro Suzuki in 1917 on a ship traveling across the Pacific, his parents left Oakland, California for Japan, hoping their first child would be born in their former homeland. Decades later, after surviving life in an internment camp during World War II and discovering that humor made life more bearable, he went into entertainment and adopted the stage name Jack Sue. His final role was Detective Nick Yamana, the deadpan sidekick to Captain Miller. He was armed with an endless supply of trivia, sardonic comebacks, and a filing system that made sense to no one but him. His legendary coffee was bad to the last drop. In 1979, prior to completing season five, Sue was losing his battle with esophageal cancer. Before he was wheeled into surgery to remove a cancerous tumor, Sue said, maybe it was the coffee. Never officially killed off the series, he would occasionally be referred to with fondness by the other characters. The cast did an out-of-character memorial episode, Jack Sue, A Retrospective. Hal Linden, who played Captain Miller, admitted that the show would go on, but the absence of Sue's comedic genius would make it difficult. In the final scene of the tribute episode, the cast raised their coffee mugs in honor of their colleague. When the series ended in 1982, the squad room's chalkboard roster was donated to the Smithsonian Television Museum. Hi, listeners. Are any of you interested in recording your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. The first thing I've got to tell you about it is the service is totally free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They have transitions and music to make it sound more interesting, give it some mood. So if you are interested in recording your own podcast, please give Anchor a try. In addition to the characters' names, the board listed the names of technicians who worked on the show. The Smithsonian also has the police badges used by the actors and Jack Sue's coffee mug. Before I wrote this episode, I watched about two and a half seasons of Barney Miller. I remember seeing the reruns as a kid. I knew it was a fun show, but I rarely got the jokes. Two decades into the 21st century, I'm impressed and relieved that the late 70s sitcom stood the test of time. The writing, themes, and acting had me laughing out loud and weighing how the world has reacted to and adopted ideals that were emerging during post-Vietnam recession America. I have even developed a little crush on the character Detective Sergeant Arthur Dietrich. Tall and confident with a deep voice and more knowledgeable than a liberal college professor, his most famous quote seems to be, honesty is the best policy, but insanity might be the best defense. Derek Jarman, 
was an English filmmaker, artist, writer, gardener, and author. A longtime advocate for gay rights, in December 1986, he announced to the public he was HIV positive. The disease would rob him of his eyesight, save the color blue. He named his final film after the remaining color. In 1993, he released his final film, Blue. Months later, he succumbed to an AIDS-related illness in London. Jarman said, I want the world to be filled with white, fluffy duckies. Each time I read that sentence, I can't help but close my eyes and imagine it. From a Reddit user, my dad had a heart attack in the shower. He died while we waited 45 minutes for an ambulance to travel two miles. His last words were, I always knew I'd be bollocks naked when I died. My life was effing brilliant. Thomas B. Moran was a career pickpocket who reportedly stole upwards of 50,000 wallets. His slick ways earned him the nickname Butterfingers. Moran died in Miami in 1971. His last words were, I've never forgiven that smart aleck reporter who named me Butterfingers. To me, it's not funny. Let's agree to disagree, Mr. Moran. October 2000, Charles Gussman was a TV announcer who wrote popular radio dramas before transitioning to television. He penned the pilot episode of Days of Our Lives as well as episodes of Gilligan's Island and Search for Tomorrow. When he became ill, he said he wanted his last words to be memorable. Later, when his daughter reminded him of this, he removed his oxygen mask and whispered, and now for a final word from our sponsor. Internationally acclaimed drummer Buddy Rich was being prepped for surgery in 1987, a procedure from which he did not recover. His nurse asked, is there anything you can't take? Rich replied, yeah, country music. Following a dispute over how to properly grease a scoop shovel, James W. Rogers shot and killed a co-worker. He was sentenced to death by firing squad in Utah. Asked if he had a last request, he replied, Bring me a bulletproof vest. His execution was the last in the U.S. following the suspension of capital punishment by the Supreme Court, which was reinstated in 1976. Donald O'Connor was a singer, dancer, and actor known for his role in Singing in the Rain. He also hosted the Academy Awards in 1954. O'Connor died at age 78 with his family gathered around him. He joked, I'd like to thank the Academy for my Lifetime Achievement Award that I will eventually get. He still hasn't received one. Considered Australia's most eccentric composer, Percy Granger was a proponent of free music and folk music revival, disliked by many for his views on just about everything. His last words were for his wife, Ella, you're the only one I like. As Alfred Hitchcock lay dying, he was asked if he wished to be visited by a priest, to which he replied, One never knows the ending. One has to die to know exactly what happens after death, although Catholics have their hopes. Beloved American actor Michael Landon, best known for Little House on the Prairie and Highway to Heaven, succumbed to cancer in 1991, surrounded by his family. When his son told him it was time to move on, Landon said, you're right. It's time. I love you all. Thank you for joining me for another episode of The Last Word. 
My goal has been one episode a month, but with a full-time teaching career, two kids, and going back to college, it's more challenging than ever to find time to write. But it's who I am, and it's what I do. I'd like to take a moment to thank all my friends who have supported me on this new adventure. Brianna here in Atlanta, Rob in Chicago, Ken in New Jersey, Vicki and Dennis in Pittsburgh, and Darren in Chicago. And thanks to all the people who have taken time to message me with feedback about the show. Live each day to the fullest, my friends, and go easy on the coffee.